I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have any questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Number 22, Iowa travels to Chicago to take on Northwestern, a 6 p.m. kick. And as of right now, Iowa about a 12-point favorite. And my guest today covers Northwestern for Inside NU. It's Leah Asimakopoulos. Leah, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for having me. You know, it's been a bit of a rough season so far for the Wildcats. What, what's been the biggest issue so far? You know, there's been quite a few issues, to be honest. It's, it's been pretty much a 180 from last year for Northwestern. They did lose a lot of players, so they're kind of trying to deal with a little bit of a transition year. They've got a new defensive coordinator losing a a defensive coordinator who they've had for like a decade and was one of the best in college football. So the defense has really struggled to stop some offenses that really haven't even been fantastic. But I think the real problem, like it has been for Northwestern for many years, is the offensive side of the ball. The quarterback situation has been a little bit of a disaster. They've played like five different players at quarterback. Three have really kind of traded off throughout the season. Um, and they're just kind of trying to work through some growing pains right now. So who should Iowa fans expect to uh, to see under center on Saturday night? No, that's the million-dollar question. I think we're all wondering <laughs> that. But based on, on last week, Ryan Holinsky has been the starter for the past couple weeks, um, but he really struggled against Minnesota. He was one for six for five yards and was ultimately taken out of the game. And Andrew Marty came in to replace him. Marty was the starter earlier in the season, but then got injured during the Duke game they played in the second week of the, or second or third week of the year um, with a shoulder injury. But now he's back and healthy. So it's really between those two. Um, it's looking like Andrew Marty it does give the team the best chance to win, but the depth chart has the famous thing that Pat Fitzgerald likes to do where he puts or between the quarterbacks. So I guess we'll just have to find out at game time. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How about uh, anybody else on the the offensive side that Iowa fans should be uh, keeping an eye on? Who's the, the running back this year? Things like that. Yeah, so there's actually three running backs who have been taking snaps this year. Evan Hull, Anthony Tyus, who's a freshman, and Andrew Clare, who's a transfer. Um, It's really been Evan Hull taking the bulk of the snaps, and he had a really great game against Minnesota, rushed for over 100 yards. 
Uh, I believe he had a touchdown as well. Um, he's kind of the one to look out for, and he's filled a big gap. Cam Porter was Northwestern's running back coming into the season, really high expectations for him, and he got hurt and is out for the year. So Evan Hall kind of filled that gap. Um, the receivers as well, uh, the number one receiver this season has been Stephon Robinson Jr., who's a transfer out of Kansas, but he's been hurt. The time he got hurt during our Michigan game two weeks ago. So um, it's kind of unclear what his status is, but Malik Washington has been kind of get, getting the bulk of the targets since he's been out. How about defensively? What what players or maybe position groups should we be looking for uh, Saturday night defensively from the Wildcats? Well, Northwestern's strongest defensive group is definitely its secondary. That's kind of what the case was last year. The secondary was really strong, and they did lose some some star players, including Greg Newsom, who was a first-round draft pick to the Browns. Um, but Brandon Joseph, who was a first-team All-American, is back this year, and he's been playing really well. He's been playing a lot on special teams as well and has, I think, two interceptions on the year, one last weekend, which was a very crucial one for Northwestern at the half. Um, so definitely you know, keep an eye out for that unit. The linebackers aren't, definitely aren't as strong as they were last year when they had Patty Fisher and Blake Gallagher with those guys gone. But Chris Bergen returned for another year, um, and he is one of the captains, one of the star players. So definitely you know, keep an eye out for him. And I believe right now he's actually the leading tackler in the Big Ten, if I'm not mistaken. So definitely someone to look out for. All right, so a couple of offenses that, uh, that have been uh... – I don't know, roughed up a little bit this season in, in Iowa and Northwestern. Um, th- this is going to be an interesting game, I think, Leo. Where, where do you think there, there is an advantage, if there is one, for, for either team here? You know, I, I really think that this is going to be a defensive game. As you said, it's, neither offense has really shown much. I mean, it's been, it's been a tough season for both. So I, I don't think you can expect this to be a very high-scoring game, and I think this is one that's going to be need to be won on the defensive end. It's going to come down to turnovers. It's going to come down to stops. So, to be honest, if this was last year's Northwestern defense, I think Northwestern fans would be a lot more confident. They were one of the best in the nation. This year, it's just been a lot of inconsistencies, especially in the first quarter. The defense just hasn't come out very strong in games and has sacrificed more points in the first quarter than I'm pretty sure the other three combined. So it's definitely been tough. But you know, I think if, if Northwestern can come out early and get stops and get turnovers, forcing turnovers has been another issue. But if they can do that, then you know that, that's what it's going to take to win for either team. How about like discipline-wise, uh, p- penalties, uh, special teams, things like that? How how is Northwestern been? You know that that's how Iowa won a lot of those games in that six-game winning streak to start the season. They were the more disciplined team. Uh, they were the least penalized team. They they usually won the special teams uh, back and forth. Uh, how how has Northwestern looked in some of those areas? You know, I think it's been kind of inconsistent. I mean, the special teams. To be honest, the Northwestern's puncher has been one of like the stars of the year. Derek Adams, he's been great. Um, but discipline-wise, I mean, it, it, I think it kind of varies game to game. It, I think that it's like this discipline and mindset thing that Pat Fitzgerald has talked a lot about. And it seems like in what he said, at least, is in practices, things have been looking good. They've been implementing these things. But then when it comes to games, like the discipline just isn't there and the execution just isn't there. So I think that that's one thing Northwestern has really struggled with and could get them again this week against a team like Iowa. The last four seasons have been a roller coaster, right? You you win the West in 2018, <laughs> win just three games in 2019, win the West again in 2020, and now a three and five start to this season. How how are fans handling these ups and downs? 
Oh my goodness. It's been, it's been a roller coaster, like you said, and they, you know, every year you just don't really know what to expect with Northwestern. And I mean, I think a big part of that has just been like the personnel changes, both from a coaching standpoint and from a quarterback standpoint, since Clayton Thorson graduated in 2019, they just haven't had a consistent quarterback and it's been changing every year. Peyton Ramsey came in as a grad transfer last year from Indiana for Northwestern and he was really consistent, but in these uh, seasons in between, they've been playing three or four or five different people. And that's just been what's challenging. If they don't have a solid quarterback or someone they can turn to or are faced with injuries, then it's just really hard to get the rest of the offense to come together. So, you know, it's, it's certainly been a roller coaster. And, you know, Northwestern fans feel that Northwestern is often an underestimated program and doesn't really get the same respect as other programs like Iowa and Wisconsin and the Big Ten West. But it is despite going to the uh, the championship two of the last three years. But when you have these off years like this, it's really hard to kind of keep that momentum going. She is Leah Asimakopoulos. You can check out her work at Inside NU as well as NBC Sports, some other places as well. Leah, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the game Saturday night. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, there you have it. Uh, you know, can't overstate how important this game is. Uh, maybe not in the the scheme of things, but certainly in all of our hearts and minds to get this team back to winning. Uh, I liked a lot of what I heard out of the players on Wednesday or Tuesday during their availability. Uh, I liked what I heard from Kirk Ferentz in a lot of ways as well. And so uh, we'll see. Can this team turn things around? Can they get this figured out on offense and, you know, get to nine, ten wins and not make this season a, a great disappointment? Or will it all fall apart? Only they will tell. We've got it all covered at HawkeyeNation.com. Check it out and check out the podcast feed, uh, which is where you're listening to this. HawkeyeNation.com. Thank you so much for listening and go Hawks.